have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Right, I'm delighted to say Neve Briggs is with us, uh, fresh from celebrating Munster's interprovincial success. Neve, how are you? How are you getting on? Hi guys, how are you doing? Congratulations. Thanks, William. Thanks very much. I'm a little bit hoarse from shouting during the match. <laughs> or singing afterwards, and, hopefully. And the celebrations. Yeah. Uh, and the celebrations after. So, uh, yeah, look, it's a great weekend. Uh, delighted. I'm delighted for this group. They've been uh, exceptional over the last few weeks. Um, when you're a team who is already successful, there's obviously demands and expectations. So what are you looking at as a coach when the whole competition starts, apart from obviously thinking, geez, we better win this? Because, uh, you know, if you start thinking too much about the victories, then you kind of forget what you need to do week in, week out. So when you were sitting down at the start, what were you looking for? Yeah, a big thing for me was to, in terms of in, just inject something new into the group because we had coached together last year. Matt was the head coach and then we flipped roles this year. And and we had a huge amount of young girls. I think that was really important. I think bringing them along, we had, you know, we had to pick our squad, but then we'd five or six girls that we, we identified as, they were all in around the 18 year old mark. And um, we had them train with us for everything. So that knowing that the next time that there's an Interpro, I can imagine that those five or six girls would have been playing senior rugby for Munster. So, Stuff like that was really important. We spoke a lot about our identity and our culture and um, and what it means to play for Munster, I suppose. And I thought the rugby would take care of itself. It was such a quick turnaround from the AIL to the Interbros that we 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 worked very hard on us as a group, as opposed to the rugby. Um, and, I, and I'm really glad it worked. It's funny you talk about the, the uh, culture and identity. Uh, like, obviously, there has been interprovincial rugby for a long period of time but it feels like there's been a reset since the uh, latest changes in in uh, women's rugby in Ireland so there's a big opportunity for you guys to set down markers for future generations and a bit of a responsibility to not just build on what was there before but to be better than what has what has come before so how do you even begin to tap into that and have those conversations with a, a new group and a diverse group? Yeah look we spoke a lot about um, the, the the feeling or I suppose it was more to do with what for each individual what I meant for them to play for Munster like and I sent out a survey and stuff came back and when when the answers were coming back from the girls I was I was I kind of it was only then that I realized how big a deal this is for players because when you're playing when I was playing it was you know you loved it and it was great but I never really thought about the external stuff and I was getting stuff back like life goals made, dreams come true. And I was like, like if somebody's bought into something so much and that much, then we can then go and do something really special. And for them to be able to do that and then have the courage and the ability to be able to play the brand of rugby that we wanted to play was brilliant. And and they were getting a huge amount of enjoyment out of it. We as a coaching group were getting a huge amount of enjoyment out of it. So then you found that you were rocking up to training or to meetings or whatever it was just buzzing to get going and I think um and I kind of that was kind of the general kind of feeling from the squad at the end of at the end of Saturday. You used an important word there Neve, the brand of rugby and that that's something that has been you've been so exciting to watch 50 points on the board there's pace there's intensity I mean it, it it's it's a style of rugby that's going to encourage people a to want to play for for your team but also b for people to want to watch. 
yeah, look, I hope, I really hope. I think I think the game is evolving really, really quickly in Ireland. And um, to be fair to um, the, the lad side, so Ian Costello, um, Mike Prendergast, Graham Roundtree, they, they've been really, really good for, to me since I, since I got this job in the summer. And um, you're going in and you're watching their training and you're starting to think, OK, look, we clearly can't get through all the work that they're getting through. We're not professional. We're only going to be together for a few weeks. So do we go down the road of trying to be very prescriptive or do we go down the road of playing, you know, putting players into positions where they have to make decisions um, at pace, under pressure? So we went with a lot of kind of game-based scenario stuff and it was brilliant. The first couple of weeks, not so much. I started to doubt myself a lot because um, there was lots of mistakes. But we stuck with it and they stuck with it. That was the most important thing, the players. They literally believed in everything that we were trying to do and... And it's great because when you sit back and you get to see a try like the Rachel Allen one at the weekend where they went from literally 95 metres, you, you know that they believe in what they're trying to do and they're trying to push boundaries all the time. Um, that's why I thought, I thought it was brilliant. We had uh, we had Tim Stillman, who's an Arsenal reporter, on the on the show recently, and he was talking about the new stadium wrap and marketing. You know, there's a serious amount of parity between the men's and women's team in Arsenal at the moment, and you even had 45,000 at an Arsenal a Chelsea game in the Women's Super League recently. Feels like something special is happening along similar lines at Monster Neve, if I'm right in saying. I know there's, as you said, a gap between professionalism and amateur, but there seems to be a lot of effort and marketing being put into the women's team. Yeah, look, and I think to be fair, it's across all the provinces. I think when the games are, you know, on television, when the sponsor like Vodafone comes in, it's huge. It's huge for the girls, it's huge for the you know, for the women's game. It's it's very important stuff down to, you know, anything we looked for off the pitch was taken care of. Um, and I think that makes a huge difference to the players. Um, this year, like, they were all given training kit and it may seem so, some, something so simple, but they rocked up all in the same shorts, jerseys and socks for training. And they're all looking around and they're able to buy into something then in terms of what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to make this a high-performance team. We're trying to make them better rugby players. We're trying to bring the next group along. And I think... I think the way the game is going in Ireland, it's 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 evolving so quickly, and and it's not perfect, but it's it's on the road to being so much better. And I think that if that's the case, then you know we're just going to be in a much better place. And I just think it's a really exciting time to be involved in women's rugby in Ireland. It's also credible for any of those kids who are coming through. You're talking about seventeen, eighteen, to think and dream that they could actually be professional rugby players who stay at home and play for Munster and Ireland and have a, a career in the game which you know 10-15 years ago unfortunately for whatever reason was incredible as a dream yeah hugely look we've a couple of 18 year olds on our squad that played uh, over over the three games we've got a couple within the club that played for other provinces and and completely and utterly they can absolutely be playing professional rugby this time next year and to be able to go and do that it's incredible. It's incredible for them, but it's incredible for the game. And we we had three of the girls in the squad, so obviously May Vogue, uh, O'Leary, Dorothy Wall, and, and Enya Breen. And um, the shape they came in was incredible. The pace that they were able to go at pushed training to a, a new level for us. Their skills were so much better than even what they were when they were in Japan over the summer. So imagine that, like, that small amount of work, you know, in five, six weeks since they went professional and, first week of November I'd love to think about where we can be this time 12 months so 
Um, yeah, look, and it was it's incredible. And we we had like loads of young kids. That's a big thing I noticed over over the three games, whether we were in Cork or in Galway. The amount of young girls at the games were huge, and lots of them there with no affiliation to any player, but just there because they play rugby now in their clubs, and and also they love it. Um, so yeah, look, it's, it was it's it's been brilliant, but still a bit of way to go. But I, I just feel like it's it's just a very exciting time to kind of be in and around the mix right now. And how how about your own uh, coaching skill set? How do you manage to benchmark how you're getting on and, and improving and, and constantly learning as well? Because you, you talk about being in high performance, you obviously are a leader in that, and you have to set the tone for that. And um, you know that's a, a journey that every coach has to be on. Yeah, hugely. Look, I very much I look for affirmation a lot of people. I think um, with the lads that I'm coaching with. Um, with the, the leadership group, but also with players or, or coaches externally. You know, if I'm not working um, uh, as a garden in Limerick, I'm, I'm down at Munster training, whether it's their NTS sessions or academy sessions or whatever, just observing coaches so I can get as much as I can. I think um, I did a Canterbury Crusaders coaching academy course over um, in like October, I think, for six weeks. And I learned so much about that. It was nothing to do with rugby. It was to do with everything up the pitch and, um, you're just kind of looking to kind of build and grow all the time. And when I'm with the club, I think you're dealing with players who have never played rugby before and play rugby for Ireland in that kind of group. And so you've got to have different expectations and, uh, you know, you have to be very understanding of where they are as a group. Whereas I felt when we went to Munster, it was just another step up from that because everybody has aspirations to go and play rugby for Ireland. And when you're at that kind of a level you know, you can push them a little bit more in terms of their understanding, their detail. You can push them in relation to the pace and the intensity that they go at things. And and that's a great learning for me. So, yeah, look, it's it's great. It's been a really good two years learning loads and I'm really enjoying it. On that off-pitch stuff and the psychology, Neve. I mean, for any team who or sports person, for that matter, who's being remarkably successful and has a great period, motivation can be an issue. You know, you've back-to-back wins now for the first time since 2015 clean sweep of bonus point wins as well in the other pros but I guess the, the motivation for you guys next year is the target in the backs everyone wants a bit of monster now because you're so successful yeah look maybe I, I'm not really sure it, the, the women's game is a bit odd because it's in terms of, of how it's blocked so we don't really get together again um, unless something is going to change in terms of the season structure until next season mm. so a lot of players will either not play next year or new players will come in and push for competition. So it's not really the motivation in relation to wanting to go and win again. You've got to go and fight for a place in the squad. You've got to be able to, you know, we've got to see an involvement in relation to the player depth and strength and, uh, um, and development of those players. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's just, it's, it's an odd thing because it's not like, like you'd love it. I would absolutely love it if it was more than, the five or six weeks that we had together, I, I think that there's definitely benefits to it. But they go back to clubs now or they go to Celtic Cup and, and Six Nations. It is really only next season again that you get to have something like this. So I think that's why they buy in so much because it's so special in terms of it's just so unique. It's only for a few weeks. Um, but look, that's a, 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 another another long time away in terms of, of where we are next season. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. All right, you, you're pretty. I just wanted to ask you before you, you only have a pretty surprising and special moment after the game against Leinster last weekend. Was it Clodo Halloran got down in one knee and and Chloe Pierce said yes. Nice to have a little engagement to keep the heads up. 
Yeah, look, it was brilliant. Uh, Claude rang me on the Monday to ask me, was it okay? Um, I was shocked and then I had to mind the ring for the week. So um, <laughs> it was burning a hole in my pocket. No pressure. I mean. <laughs> uh, no, um, but look, I was delighted. I was delighted for them. Um, we speak a lot about Munster being a family. They felt they wanted to do it in front of their family. Um, and Munster were a part of that. So uh, no, it's brilliant. Uh, it's really good. They were buzzing after it, to be fair, and all the players were as well. And uh, luckily enough, you managed to win the tournament as well. So it's an all-round <laughs> celebration. Win-win. Yeah, hugely. Listen, Eve, good stuff. Thanks a million for joining us. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks a million. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.